You're listening to Tabletop Arcanum, a podcast dedicated to learning and exploring the hobby of tabletop gaming. Your hosts are Justin Taylor and Richard Geese, so sit back and relax as we talk, discuss, and joke our way through the hobby we love so much. are bird enthusiasts, researchers, bird watchers, ornithologists, and collectors, seeking to discover and attract the best birds to your aviary. Each bird extends a chain of powerful combinations in one of your habitats. These habitats focus on several key aspects of growth. Gain food tokens via custom dice in a bird feeder dice tower. Lay eggs using egg miniatures in a variety of colors. Draw from hundreds of unique bird cards and play them. The winner is the player with the most points accumulated from birds, bonus cards, end of round goals, eggs, cached food, and tucked birds. Welcome to Tabletop Arcanum. We're your hosts, Justin and Ricky. And if you could not tell, we're talking about wingspan today. Lots of birds, 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 birds. It is what I've heard is the word. Yeah, you know, I heard that too. Um. But, uh, I, uh, yeah, no, Wingspan by Stonemeyer Games, uh, designed by Elizabeth Hargrave, one to five players. It is competitive, but it's a Euro-style engine building, so the player interaction is actually very limited. It's more of, like, can you get more points than me and not screw each other out of points? Mm-hmm. Um, so, can you do the thing better than I can do the thing is pretty, is kind of like the staple of a Euro game. Um where, yes, we're in competition, but not really, like, direct competition. Just, yeah. just points. And it's not one of those where you're always looking at each other while you're going and seeing who's in front of who. It's kind of, you get to the end, add everything up, and... You, you can look at the boards and you can get a get good a feel. feel. Yeah. yeah, but um, it's not until the, the final bird sings that you tally up the points and mm. figure it out. So, we're going to be talking about this one today. But before all that, time for some role recapping. Yes, sir. Um, I played Harry Potter and then Harry Potter. Um, of course, I'm talking. You got to verify which one now. Yep, I played uh, some Harry Potter uh, Hogwarts Battle. Mm-hmm. Um, we, uh, me, and my girlfriend taught a few of her friends how to play. Um, and surprise, you know, it's not surprising when any anytime we throw that game down with uh, some of her friends. Uh, her one friend just kept saying, "Let's just keep rolling until we die." So we got into. Game five before we said, okay, it's time to call it a night. And he's already messaging her to come back over and, and finish the game. Hmm. Uh, we also got the expansion for that, which we haven't broken into yet, but I've sleeved everything and it all looks beautiful. Um, and then I did also play uh, Death Eaters Rising, the game that Justin gave us for Christmas, because, of course, Harry Potter. Harry Potter, he knew how to get us something that we both could sit down and play. It's true. It's very easy. Um, other than that, of course, ring, Wingspan quite a few times. Yes. Um, and that's that's pretty much it for me. And here we go, Justin. All right. Since we've been, we recorded pretty much at the end of the year, mm-hmm. uh, last year, for our New Year's episode, this is all like 2020 gameplays um, already. So, got some Space Team. Several rounds of that. Sir Cero Phoenix Rising, some of that. Marvel Champions, definitely some of that. That was more of busting out the um, 
new Cap and Miss Marvel mm. hero packs and, and trying the new heroes out. How were uh, how are they uh, with the new... Uh... Uh, Miss Marvel's really good. Um, she's really neat. I really want to like Cap more, but they need a little bit more variety in the leadership cards still. His deck comes with a bunch of new leadership cards, which help. And then I've I'm still got to play with um, building, come some deck building with him. I only used the pre-built deck just to see what the pre-built deck was like. I feel it's a little underpowered compared to the rest of the pre-built decks from the core game. But building my own custom deck out of that, I think um, I think it'll be fine. Uh, it's just his main power is that he, the first ally played is discounted in the round, whether it's you or someone else. And there is a weird mechanic that. If someone plays an ally and that power isn't up and you flip, technically the first alley play has already been happened. Mm. You couldn't have given that discount. It's it's a weird rules interaction. I'm interested in seeing if it gets eroded or something like that. Um, but it may not. So, um, got to play on Mars. That was a fantastic game. Um, really, really enjoyed that one. Kind of a heavier worker placement game. Mm-hmm. Um, Cthulhu Death May Die. We continue uh, introducing other people to that. We also played um, continuing our Arkham Horror uh, expedition on the return to Dunwich Legacy. We have two more scenarios to go. Hopefully, we'll finish those sooner than later because I mean, we're kind of tired of Dunwich <laughs> at this point. Um, just do the holidays and things like that. Schedules got a little funky, so mm. um, we injected a couple uh, side scenarios in there. So this already slog of a campaign got even sloggier. Uh, some wingspan. Um, let's see what else. Then there was a party. So some of the more party games came out, like Telestrations After Dark, uh, Marvel Flux, uh, Throw Throw Burrito, um, wingspan. Uh, several several times to get variance on that between the different ways of teaching it and the different ways of learning how to play. Mm. We'll talk more about that in the review. Um, and then um, to get rid of the shelf shelf of shame, got uh, cryptid for for the holidays and already that one's been played. I do want to play minimum. that. Cryptid's really neat. I like it a lot. And the the players I played showed it to. We're definitely a group that was very hesitant. Like, oh, it sounds interesting. Let's play it. Mm-hmm. And like looking through it and going, I don't know. And then somewhere midway through the game, as they were like trying to figure out other players' clues, went, oh, this is actually really neat. Because mm-hmm. um, the whole point of that one is then each player has one rule or clue to the creature's habitat. And with all the rules combined, there's only one legal space on the map that is the habitat. So it's the first player to figure that spot out. Mm. And normally you have to figure out what the yes or no's of the other player's rules are to figure out where you need to go. So lots of fun games. Lots and lots and lots of fun games. Nice. Yeah, been busy. And I'll play more. Actually, I'll probably go into more crafting mode soon. I've got some minis to paint. Mm. So I'll probably be doing that. What you don't know is I have almost all the minis for your guys' next D&D area. I just need to finish painting them. Sounds like it's going to be a lot. And that's next week. Well, we'll see if I do it. Yeah, I believe in you, but... I don't. 
I believe in most of me. I don't believe in Korg. Not messing something up. No, that's true. Um, but I digress. Uh, yeah. We have set up some of our um, 2020 goals. I haven't finished mine yet. I don't know if you finished yours. Because I know you said you are going to do a 20 by 5 instead of a 10 by 10. Yep. I am actually well on my way to all of my challenges. Um, because uh, the BG Stats app that we use mm -hmm. uh, on our Apple devices um, actually gives a percentage and a little check or a bar line on your on your challenge is kind of like this is where you should be based on the timeline i'm ahead of all of them i've already played three unique games out of 50 already and it's only halfway through january mm -hmm. um i got 17 different games already played of just play games so that's already five percent done for the year and then i'm eight percent done with the 20 by 5 challenge i haven't crossed anything off but I've got a bunch of them, uh, like four or five of them already got like one or two plays. So mm -hmm. it's just, it is what it is. Cause like some of the ones I picked out was like Arkham Horror, the card game, which I know will probably get five plays. Cryptid was one of them. Cthulhu mm -hmm. Death May Die was one of them. Um, and things of that nature. Um, other ones on there are just going to be like Hostage Negotiator. Uh, Gloomhaven, The Masky Caper. A lot of them are either games I have a plan for, or some of them are actually the ones on my shelf of sh shelf of shame. So that will also help me entice, you know, get those things. Mm -hmm. So um, the game you got me, the uh, Dungeons and Dragons adventure game, uh, Waterdeep Dungeon of the Mad Mage, is on there because. See prayer comment shame. Um, yeah, so lots of lots of good stuff. I haven't picked out my uh, twenty for five, um, but I'm doing fifty new games this year, and then one hundred and fifty plays. Mm -hmm. um, I'm above both of those right now because I congrats. Mean, that's easy uh, when you don't have to do it a lot. But I do want to make sure that this year I actually hit it well before then. Yeah, um, to see if I can. Really, kick it up a notch. Yeah. Um, Sneak away to board game nights. Yeah. You'll, you'll get exposure to new games that way for sure. Well, we have our friend's wife and my girlfriend who don't understand gaming. Well, your wife understands gaming mm -hmm. well enough. Um, yeah, she's one but, of my test dummies for Wingspan. Yeah. But we've talked about throwing or my girlfriend. victims? I don't know. Yeah. We've talked about throwing my girlfriend at our friend's wife just so that we can have a. A game night. Yep. So. All right. We'll do that plenty this year. Maybe. We'll see. Believe in us, Justin. I will believe in the things that I see with my own eyes. <laughs> like space vampires. Oh, that's They're real. reals. Yeah. Super real. So, Wingspan, huh? So, Wingspan. I need to caveat and put a huge disclaimer on this game. I don't like birds. Yeah. Like it's it's pretty extreme like I don't like being around birds. I don't like dealing with birds. Nothing about birds makes me go yay. Mm -hmm. Um it's uh open flying birds kind of give me a, a, a bit of the, the a phobia. So 
Um, you been watching? Uh, no, no. The Hitchcock. Nope. No. Nope. I've not watched Hitchcock. Uh, Birds to to like that that movie that that is what plays in my head. Anytime there are like low flying birds around oh. me. You just see, oh, this is my nightmare. And... Yeah, pretty much. Fair enough. Um, and I have figured out it's flight, flighted birds. So, like, flightless birds like penguins don't bother me. Now, what should bother me are flightless birds like the ostrich, because those things are insane, crazy birds. Yeah. They're huge, and they're super fast. But, I digress on my bird insanity. So, with that disclaimer out there that I don't like birds, why the hell am I listening and playing about a game that is all about collecting birds? One, I appreciate nature, and, and bird facts are kind of neat, and these birds are they are beautiful to look at. They're not flying at me, so I can deal with it that way. They're beautiful from afar or as a picture? As a picture. And really, the big thing is, I had some faith in Stonemeyer games. There's a lot of hype on this one. And, and, and some of the prior games, like Scythe and Between Two Cities, are really solid games. Um, and Viticulture, another almost like easy winner. So Wingspan was like set up to success, succeed. Um, there was some issues with it when it came out, because the... How do you sell publisher, or how do you sell distributors on a game of like, so you, if I'm telling you I'm going to give you a medium-weight Euro game about birds, mm. how many would you like to order? Yeah. It's, and everyone said, not that many. I don't think... They, no, one, no one saw how, how big how this... Ins- yeah. yeah. It blew up. And yeah. that caused strife because it was the pre-orders, the direct pre-orders were not capped, so those ended up heavier than... Distribution and distribution got shortcutted on this. So it was a lot of like rock in a hard place situations, damned if you do, damned if you don't situations that Stonemeyer Games was put in. I don't know any company that would have came out with a glowing reputation. They took some hits on this game. I think they did right as best they could. And um, even their follow up game, Tapestry. That came out after Wingspan last year that we did a, a review on already. They kind of c- tried to course correct and went, okay, we're going to limit our our direct pre-orders so that we make sure we don't m- anger our retailers and our, mm. our distribution channels. And that still made people mad. Like, there was no way to win in any of this. So, because Tapestry fell with victim of it came after Wingspan and everyone knew the shortage of Wingspan, so everyone like tripled their orders thinking that they were going to get allocated, which they did, mm-hmm. because it was just anarchy. But I digress. Wingspan came out. It was a beautifully received game. Um, so much so that there was an errata pack that in the first couple, pr- first two printings, by printing three, got, it was already corrected because like printing one sold out. The errors were caught, but printing two was already ordered in, in process before mm-hmm. they could fix it. So printing three is the one that actually got the fix. But you could actually reach out and pay a couple bucks of shipping and handling only to, to get the refresh cards. And the cards, there's like 16, I think it's like 16 cards that weren't wrong. Mm-hmm. Only like two or three of them were rules-based. Most of it was like, it was the wrong art. 
for that bird. Huh. Or something about that art on that bird something was Something that off. we would have never and, known. But, oh, this game, but this game blew up with bird mm-hmm. enthusiasts who never do board gaming. Mm-hmm. And they went nuts over this game because it hit a theme that was very strong. It was a theme that nothing really, like... So you're a bird crazy person. What do I get? Man, my aunt is super crazy about birds. Um, what do I get her other than bird? Can't keep buying her bird seed. What do I do now? Right. So I, I think it hit one of those like weird markets that doesn't really have something like this. Mm. So it, it was very successful in that. And so here we are a year later after it came out. Um, talking about it because it was on our radar. We played it, or I played it. I don't think you had um, until recently. And then the European expansion came out this fall, so figure it was a good time to talk about Wingspan, talk about the expansion, and the uh, quick play setup that they also have with it too. Mm-hmm. So, all that being said. I taught this game in three different ways. I taught this game to myself using the uh, solo rules in Automa. Um, Long time ago, last summer, I was actually taught the game from someone else who had it. So it was one of those, like, I learned the game already. I kind of knew what I was doing, but I learned the Automa rules and played solo. It takes a little bit of getting used to because it's a solo game and now you're learning the game rules, but then there's another, like, Automa rule set that you have to keep in mind. So, I would not recommend Automa for first play, but second play, third play, like, once you know the core rules, like, now you're just adding an extra layer of depth so that you can play alone Mm -hmm. uh, with your birds in your bird crazy house. Yeah. Um, Well, fun Ricky story. I don't know if I've ever told you this. uh Uh-oh. My, uh... Excuse me. My mom was, uh, my mom's deathly allergic to, uh, birds, but we grew up with 17 different birds in the house. I think you have told me this story. That's insane. Because my dad knew she liked birds, so he kept bringing them home. She kept getting more and more, uh... Birds? Yeah. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Next time, buy her wingspan. Right. This would be, and what's neat, and uh, besides, like, the art is gorgeous, and everything about this game is just pretty and well highly produced, all the bird cards have not only a little map on what regions they they are found in, but also a little fun bird fact about them. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's really strong in that learning category, almost, because, like, you can't help but learn something about birds when you're staring at your cards. Even if it is just, what's the wingspan of this bird? Because I have a card that gives me points based on the wingspan of that bird. Um, thus the name. But what I was getting to teaching this game was... So I taught myself the Automa rules, and that's one thing. And I can teach myself how to play a game. And I don't, I'm not saying that's a, a thing. I just think it's a little complicated if you're trying to learn both at once. Um, but the quick start rules have a really good intention because what they do is they give you two automatic birds to start with plus three food 
tokens, and it tells you exactly which ones they are, and then it walks you through your first four turns, which is the first half of the first round. So the first, the first round, it literally, like, this is what you're going to do on your first turn, this is what you're going to do on your second turn, and this is what you're going to do on your third turn, and this is what you're doing on your fourth turn, and now you kind of have this engine kind of built, and now you're just going to expand upon it. The only real major miss, and I, I used my wife to kind of use this method as, okay, she's not a heavy gamer, so let's teach her a midweight game using this concept. And I, you know, lightly didn't really even go over the other rules, like, this is going to walk us through what we're doing, and let's see how much it can teach us. It's pretty good, but it needs that little bit extra layer of description on it, of the why you're doing it. Because it tells you, put your token on the play of bird action. Then you're going to spend this token this token. But it doesn't say why you're spending that token for that bird. It's just you're going to discard these two tokens and put this bird in that spot. And that's your action. You're done. Next, do this. So if it walked you through that little bit extra step of to play a bird, you have to pay the egg cost on the, on the column that you're playing it in, plus whatever food cost is on the bird. And it has to be in the habitat of, of that matches that's on the card. Mm -hmm. If it had that little extra line of here are the restrictions, yeah. it would help with that learning curve a little bit better. Um, I think it's a great tool if there's two people who have played before and you're getting your third person in there and they haven't played at all. Like, mm -hmm. here... Here's a card. This is, you know, suggested first four turns. Go through it, and mm. we'll talk about it as you do it. Mm. And, you know, we'll take our turns, and, and everything will make sense. Um, and then I, then I taught my normal way of, okay, this is the game. This is our goal. This is how you go. <clears throat> Here's the four actions you get to do per turn. And as we go through the game, you're going to see these actions. You're going to repeat them often, and you're... As you fill up your board, the actions will get a little bit more enhanced, but at the same time, they're going to become more streamlined. So, I think the traditional, like, learn the game, teach the game, and just run it normally is still the better way, in my opinion, but I'm not saying it, everyone learns differently, so the quick start rules are also out there for you. Mm -hmm. Definitely a different way of doing it. And again, you at um, tutorial videos and all that out there too so mm. it's not like there's a shortage of how to play this game out there i just think the quick start rules needed that little extra extra little uh kick to yeah. make them like a grade b to the grade a mm -hmm. so yeah. so digressing things this game does well it's pretty the yeah. art is amazing yeah I mean, I go along with the first impression. The art is amazing. I mean, it's a very, very... You open up the box, it's very colorful. Oh, yeah. It's super colorful. Which, I mean, is very thematic. Don't eat the eggs. Yeah, the eggs look like Easter. Um, they totally look like Robin's eggs that you find in, in, at Easter time, yeah. Yeah. Um, Don't eat that them. That was the one that threw me off because I separated them by color and tried to figure out what I was supposed to do with the different colors at first until I realized that eggs are just eggs are just eggs. Mm -hmm. They do what they do. So right, and the the expansion adds another egg color, which I think is just some of the birds will 
have more and more eggs, so they just want to add more eggs to your pool. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. But yeah, they're they're pretty. Don't eat them. Yeah. Despite what your intentions are, and I swear, everyone I taught this game to was like, oh, these are really pretty. I kind of want to eat one. I'm like, no, no, no don't. Put that down. <laughs> put that, get that out of your mouth. What are you doing? So, um, yeah, first impressions, it's beautiful. It actually has, and it's kind of important, it has a dice tower birdhouse, mm-hmm. but it's actually a game mechanic, which is why it's in there, is you roll the five dice, which is what food you can potentially get. Mm-hmm. But then there's mechanics for what's in the bird feeder versus what's not in the bird feeder. Mm-hmm. And when there's only like one choice left inside the bird feeders, when you get to re-roll things. Yeah. Or have the chance to re-roll things. So I mean, it's actually in there for a reason. Mm-hmm. So you use it. Um, but it's a nice, it adds nice a little theme touch. to it. You don't see a lot of uh, a lot of games add dice towers to no. it. You you always roll dice for all kinds of different games. This is one that is like, hey, these are very specific dice. Let's have fun with it. Right. So also, that was very cool. It looks like a bird theater. Yeah. So, um, the cards fit in a plastic tray that's in there. The tray itself has three slots because there's three face-up cards. So it's one of those really nice, like, everything in the box gets used. Mm-hmm. Unless you're not playing full players, then the extra player boards don't get used. But, like, everything in there has a purpose, mm-hmm. and there isn't, like, wasted space. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of bird cards. There are, and you got the expansion, which just added... 81 more. Yeah. But there was a lot to start yeah. with. We had troubles... Shuffling. Shuffling all of them, yeah. So, um, things that this game does not do well. Mm-hmm. What, what are some flaws in this one? Um, well, you did bring up the, like, the learn to play kind of. Uh, the, the yeah, issues. the learn to learn guide um, is a little rough. It, it does seem, this is a very simplistic game that looks very complicated. Like we said with all the different colors and the eggs. Um, mm-hmm. There's there. It seemed like there's a lot more pieces to it than there were really. I mean, yeah. Um, one thing I want to say that I think that this, it looks, it's hard to do well on your very first game because the points are kind of coming from anywhere in like a mm-hmm. point salad sort of thing. You get points for your birds that you've played on your board. You get mm-hmm. points for tucked cards, which are cards that are under, that are underneath your birds. For various reasons, they all have like different yeah. activation powers. So there's ways to get cards under, you know, tucked underneath. Uh, some birds cash food, which means you put a food token on. Those are worth points. Mm-hmm. Eggs that you've spawned on your birds that are there at the end of the game are worth points. Like everything's kind of like worth points to you, except for cards in hand and food tokens that you haven't spent. Yeah. But what you don't get is here's the way and things you need to focus on to mm-hmm. do well. Yeah, and if you're not used to an engine game, it's pretty unforgiving in yeah. that category. I would say you shouldn't expect to win your first round through it, unless you're everyone's playing. If their you're first used, time together. if you're used to Euro games, if yeah. you're used to games like this, where you're, you're like, okay, I can see where I can get points here, I can see where I can get points here, and you can like dissect that, mm-hmm. then you'll probably be, be okay. The downside is, if that is not your normal type of game, this will pretty much punish you, because 
it is a medium weight strategy based game. The cards that you pick, the cards that you choose, when do you get food, when do you lay eggs, when do you play cards, mm -hmm. is very important because you have to make sure you line up your actions properly in order to maximize, because you only have so many actions during the game. Yeah. Like, there's no bonus round, there's no, like, oh, well, I can do this. Anything that can be, it's all about efficiency. It's and, about putting and your first game, where, yeah. your first game will not be efficient. Yeah, you have to make sure you place birds in certain places so that they activate so many times throughout the game. Right. Um, so, it is, for someone who's not used to it, it is very right. complicated. But at the end of the day, it's a very simple game that you can, you can run through. It's just when you get to those points that it gets mm -hmm. complicated. Um, the other thing, it goes up to five players, which is nice. It doesn't run really smoothly past four players. Mm. It just, because there's no, nothing you can do between your turns, really, unless you have a bird power that's literally waiting for someone else to do something to say, hey, I can trigger this, and you can only trigger that once between turns, so it's, mm -hmm. oh, I went, now I have to wait for the next four players. Someone, one of those four players may do the thing, and I get to do that, but if all four of them do it, then I get to do it just once. Yeah. Which is balancing, and I get that, but realistically, playing with five players, it took a long time. Relatively new players, it was like, it was, the box says 40 to 70 minutes. I want to say it was at least uh, one and a half times that. Mm -hmm. At least. Oh, well, two and a half times, sorry. Two and a half times that. Because it was more than double length, and that's what I normally... The box art lies to me all the time is what I say, and it's like, it's a learning game, just double it. Mm. That's going to be the easiest way, because you're going to be looking at the rule book, you're going to look at what the cards do, then you might have to figure something out, or if you're setting up the game for the first time, that's going to double your first play. I think this is double and then half again. Mm -hmm. um, is it a bad thing? No, but that downtime between turns can be rough. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's like any other game too, where eventually you just start to zone out. lose focus. Yeah, and then if you're not it's paying attention, there's too. a lot of stuff that can happen that either is going to screw you in the long run, or um, I'm not saying every game has to be action packed, but there needs to be something that the, because it's a Euro game, what you're doing really doesn't affect me. I just have to wait for what you do and what they do and what they do until it's my turn again. Then I get to do my thing, mm -hmm. and then I wait again. Yeah. That's the problem I have with it is because there's nothing I can do to really interrupt your turns or interact with your turns. It is just a winning game yeah. for the most part. I mean, they do add those if someone does it. The, yeah, those in between it's, powers, it's... if you've played those, are nice because then you're at least trying to stay focused on the game. But I got yeah. one this yeah. last game that we played. I right. only had one, and you know I put it out there pretty early on mm -hmm. and. Right. I, it, I had two that once. triggered on the exact same action. Yeah. It was great when it happened, but it was one of four things you could do. So there's a 25% chance that you did it. And you got it on your, you put it out there on your last turn, too. So yeah, it, only it triggered was like super late that. in the game. Yep. Um, so it's not necessarily a, a huge gripe, but it's one of the things to be aware of mm -hmm. with this game. 
and if that's okay with you, if you like the social aspects, and uh, your group can stay focused while taking a turn, and the, the rest of the group can kind of like chit-chat and, and talk about birds, or I, I don't know what bird people talk about, honestly. But, um... Tail feathers? Maybe? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But, or drink wine and beer, or whiskeys, or whatevers. Or non-alcoholic sodas for the younger audiences. Or any audience. Not everyone has to be no. into the alcoholic beverages, but I would love a life where I just stared at birds all day. From afar, Justin. Oh, for me, for afar. You can be as close as you want. Nah, I'm okay. Um, but overall, Wingspan is very impressive. It's, does, it does what it does very well. And that's something that I, I definitely can say. Like, mm. it is a medium-weight Euro game. It's a little heavier than your introductory game, so it's not really a gateway game. But it is a good, solid, medium-weight Euro game. Mm-hmm. Knowing that going in, you're going to have a good time. Uh, who would you recommend this for? My mom. I'm actually going to try picking up a copy for her birthday. Um, because she loves Euro games. She doesn't know this. But she loves Euro games. She was into Ticket to Ride. Yeah, she loves Ticket which, to Ride. While heavily thematic, is at its bones a Euro game. Yeah, and she loves birds. Yep. So it's two birds, one stone. Yeah. Uh, uh, see what you did there. Yep. Yeah. So um, definitely enjoyable for people who like Euro games. Enjoyable for people who like birds. Right. So, I mean, you, you know the whole trick between two birds, one stone, right? Hmm. So according to Family Guy, the secret is small birds, big rock. That makes sense. Yep. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Look it up. Unless you're a horror to cartoon violence, then don't look it up. It's Family Guy. You've been warned. Yeah. I agree. Uh, Bird Enthusiasts, um, if you're looking for a game that's going to kind of take you out of the gateway and into the next tier... Mm-hmm. This is a good game for that. Yeah, you're gonna get a lot of a lot of gameplay through it because um, while there's four rounds in the game, you have ter- many turns within the round, but you have four full rounds. Each mm-hmm. round gets scored, and there's a randomizer of what it's scoring on for those four rounds. So you get a lot of variety there. Um, the only thing I would say is if you are a group for for people who I would say avoid this is. Um, if you don't like point salad, nickel and diming points, probably not a good game. Um, if you like high player interaction, not a good game. Mm. Um, if you need something to do between turns, and those turns as the game progress get a little bit more convoluted, probably look at something else too. Mm. Um, just because there's, yeah, it it drags on in, in those high count waves. I will say between two players or three players, the game runs fast. Four players runs pretty what I would expect. Five players it just is just at that far pushing point. Mm. Um, I honestly think three to four players is the ideal sweet spot for this game. I always have a problem with having more players than I have uh, games that can fit them. Mm. So, it's a different problem. Not a bad problem, but still a problem. Yeah. The so that's the core wingspan box. We've talked about the good, we talked about the bad. Let's touch on the European expansion. Mm-hmm. 
it doesn't add too much. More birds. So the core game is all North American birds. More birds. Though some of those North American birds are found elsewhere in the world, but they mm-hmm. are all at least found in North America. Cool. Great starting point. European expansion seems logical. Now there's birds that are from Europe. Mm-hmm. Like the Europeans. Birds. Yeah. Um, so, it's a great uh, place, kind of like, because this is talking about real life, great place to go, boom, there's, there's birds in Europe, let's use those. Mm-hmm. So they add 81 new bird cards, they added, they give you more food tokens, they give you more eggs, they give you some more end-of-round randomizers. But core mechanics aren't touched. Mm-hmm. The only things that they actually add mechanically is there's a new type of bird power that triggers at the end of rounds. Mm-hmm. The other thing that's added is hunting-style birds like falcons. Some of them will have a power where they will essentially take over one of your already played birds, killing it effectively, mm-hmm. and turning it into a tucked card and point later. And then you don't have to pay for it. So it's a weird way of like reducing the cost of a bird because you already played a bird, so you're not really getting two birds, you're getting mm-hmm. one. Um, which I've, you know, in our last game I used that kind of effectively because one of my bonus cards was talking about how big my wingspans were. I needed so many with X or greater wingspan. So I had my the falcons that had that bigger wingspan take out small wingspan birds, effectively allowing me to play them quickly mm-hmm. without having to pay for them. So that's it. Those couple little things mm-hmm. added a little bit mechanics to it, but nothing crazy. Not like you have to like, oh man, now we have to account for all this stuff. Other than that, most of the birds behave relatively the same. Yeah. Which I think was a really good touch. So if there's particular birds you're a fan of that are not found in the in North America, mm-hmm. get the European expansion. If you've been playing the year, year, uh, the base game for like six months and you're looking to get more birds, get the expansion. So that, that's what I have to say about it. What about yeah. you? Um, I will say that this is definitely worth a playthrough. It's, uh, it is a ton of fun. It, it is uh, um, kind of calming. You know, the pictures are nice to look at. The facts are nice. Um, the one thing I will say is right now it's still hot, hot, hot. Which means yep. that uh, if you go online, if you go on Amazon right now, you're looking at $120 um, plus for mm. the core. It's a $60 game. Um, I would wait until it's back in stock or if you find it at a uh, friendly local gaming shop um, at the MSRP. Pick mm-hmm. it up. Um, but yeah, no, definitely, definitely a fun game. Something that I want to put into my collection. Like I said, I want to get a copy for my mom, too. She would thoroughly enjoy it. I know right. she would. So, oh uh, yeah. A lot of it came down to is um, um, Holly's just hit, so it was a... Yeah. It was a big game for that and that time frame. Um, couple other things. I'm trying to think of what else. Um, if, if you need more eggs or anything like that, you can order those officially. Um, you really don't. There's a lot yeah, of Yeah, there's a lot of eggs it. that come with it. And, you know, honestly... Food tokens, I think, were the one thing that, I, like, 
I was getting one bird that was like collecting food tokens for like everybody on that row, and that was the one that I was like worried about. I'm like maybe I need more food tokens. I mean, yeah, I definitely played that at the start and just kept building on that. You definitely need more food tokens. But they even say if you run out of food tokens or if you run out of eggs, just use a substitute. Mm -hmm. So, um, at one point, like with yours, where you had, uh, they were building off of each other every time you, uh, you played that, uh, you did that action, they gained a food token every bird right. in that row. Um, you could have, uh, we could have eventually just taken a sheet of paper and you could have just started tallying. Tallying. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, the the big thing that um, I should we should also call out that, that wingspan is it was 2019's winner of the um, Kannerspiel de Jahres. Uh, um, Kannerspiel de Jahres. So it wasn't necessarily game of the year, but it was definitely the like advanced game of the year. Because mm -hmm. they, they hand out like one for uh, family, one overall, and then one that's a little bit on the, the heavier side. Mm -hmm. This was that one. Yeah. So, um, that says a lot about the game in general, if you compare it to the other ones that have won that award. So, it's a good game. Mm -hmm. It's backed, it's got awards, it's, it's, it's a solid game. Just know that going in, that it's not an entry gateway game, though it looks nice and pretty with birds on it. There's mm -hmm. some there's some meat on this bird. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it for our review of Wingspan. Mm -hmm. Um hope you enjoyed it. As always, we invite you to reach out to us through um Twitter, through Instagram, through Facebook, um, or just straight up email at tabletoparcanum at gmail dot com. Twitter's at tabletoparcanum, Twitter's uh, that's Twitter. Instagram's at Tabletop Arcanum. Facebook is Tabletop Arcanum. Weird. It's like it's our name or something. It's like our, our brand or name or, you know, that thing. So uh, next time we're going to be talking about... The Forbidden series. So not just like one review, but actually three. I'll review The Forbidden Island, The Forbidden Desert, and the, the newest, Forbidden Sky. They're relative, it's like the Surreal games, they're kind of a family. Mm -hmm. I think we can talk about them generally as a whole, and we'll call out specific details on the specific ones, but having played a, all of them a, a bunch, and really, um, I can kind of, we can kind of lump them together, mm -hmm. and what they do well, and someone will do some things better than others, and, and we'll talk about that next time. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the Forbidden series, I will call that the review. Bueno. Muy bueno. So, uh, until then, um, uh, what, what else do we have? <sighs> what else are you looking forward to? Um, uh, if you are not aware, uh, Gen Con tickets are going on sale on January 26th. It is not the most important thing to get it day one, but just know that... Sooner than you, later. Yeah, you want to get it definitely before the hotel block goes up. If um, you want... If you want to find an actual hotel room in the area. Otherwise, um, you're, you're traveling in or, or Ubering in. Yeah. Honestly, the, the year that we Ubered wasn't terrible because it was a... Because you don't really leave the area, per se. The only downside we saw was if, if you are not going to be there... If you pick stuff up... Don't let Justin buy Broken Token. Don't. 
let Justin Bright broke. That's actually that's just a rule in general. In a, a rule in general, yeah. Especially don't let him buy broken token the moment that the uh, dealer's room opens. It was uh, fun. Yeah, that was something. That was uh, cause we, we need exercise for all the the food and sitting we were gonna do. Oh yeah, we ate a lot of food and sat a lot. We didn't find that pierogi truck. Not year two. We will find it. It will be delicious. Yes, it will. I still have memories of those pierogies. This is the way. So, until next time, this has been Justin. And Ricky. Keep rolling. Keep wingspanning. Keep ducking. uh, Get it? Duck. Ugh. You've been listening to Tabletop Arcanum, hosted by Justin Taylor and Richard Geese, and featuring the original music by Paul Moore and Isaac Gilbert. You can follow us on most social media platforms. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave us a review on whatever platform you listen to podcasts. As always, thanks for listening. (laughs) 